0: Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Deep Perspective. I am your host, George Michael Perez, a.k.a. G. Mike. Y'all already know what it is, baby. This week's episode, I'm bringing on an old guest, classmate of mine, Austin Dillingham, the big-time Baltimore Ravens fan. So we talk about the whole notion between the Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and his contract extension and how he hasn't gotten any yet, which is freaking crazy. And then we talk about how KD is going to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Talk about how LeBron has signed the contract extension with the Lakers that may put him to play with his son, Bronny. And then we talk about how Patrick Beverly got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. So this is gonna be a good episode for sure. I'm mad excited for it. You guys know where you can follow me on Twitter at George Mike Perez, IG, TikTok, YouTube at G Mike media underscore. And then the audio version of the podcast is under the G perspective on all podcast platforms. Hope you guys enjoy and please, please subscribe and leave some comments. Austin,
1: how's it going, my man? Perspective. Glad to be back on, my friend. It's been too long, but we here now.
0: Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you. I know you're a busy guy. Appreciate your time and appreciate you coming back. You know, it's been a long waited, but, you know, I got we got some topics that I know you would love to talk about. So I was like, you know what? It's a perfect week to bring this man back on.
1: Yes, Lord. just trying to, you know, bring a little truth and perspective to the chief perspective.
0: I (laughs) like that. I like that. So yesterday, some news that came out. Um, You just told me right before we got on it, some news that came out while you were asleep. So I'm pretty sure you woke up and like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Stop the brakes, you know. So Patrick Beverly got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for THT. I can't even pronounce his whole name, it's it's tricky for me. Dalen Hurden Thornton, whatever, correct me me if I'm wrong, Austin. You get it. (laughs) (laughs) He got traded for him, and uh, let me view the whole entire trade. But as of now, man, that trade, it was a surprise, I think, to maybe everybody around the world. Oh, also forward Stanley Johnson was included in that trade as well, and man, it, it, to me, th- my, my thoughts are going crazy when I saw this, but I want to hear your thoughts when you woke up and you saw this, this mayhem.
1: No doubt. I mean, first thought is how is Pat Bev going to fit with Russell Westbrook? Uh, they have a very, you know, noted history, you know, going back and forth with their days in Oklahoma City and Houston. Um, and you look at Pat Bev, though, and he's definitely the guy – that this team is missing as far as just that dog in him, you know, that leadership. Uh, He's gonna bring a different kind of intensity to the defensive end for sure, which is something that they're lacking, especially when uh, they are decimated by injuries every single season uh, since Anthony Davis has joined the squad. Uh, I I just think that he's gonna be able to definitely uh, raise the level of their bench. I, I don't know if Pat Bev uh, slots into a starter role, uh, especially if you keep Russell Westbrook. I think that's his job to lose unless they do end up trading him, which I don't know what in the world you are trading Russell Westbrook in that contract for. Uh, yeah. But crazy things have been done in the NBA. I mean, you uh, go back to, you know, Jordan team up with uh, Rodman. Um, you go back to, I mean, you know, Braun had Lance Stevenson uh, on the squad. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really you know, matter as far as like previous history with these guys. I don't think once you get on the same squad, you got that common goal. And I think that Pat Bev is definitely somebody who has been shown that he can adapt to uh, any situation that he faces because that man be, you know, on a different NBA squad every single year by, uh, you know, in, uh, in the past uh, history. Uh, but I, it was a surprise for sure. You uh, flipped Taylor Horton Tucker for him, which is somebody that the Lakers were definitely invested in passed on, passed on paying, Caruso uh, for THT but you end up getting somebody who can produce in a similar way to Caruso but is probably you know what five six years older than dude and he's uh, also just (laughs) as as expensive so we're gonna see how that uh, how that fits I got a lot of pieces on that Lakers team but not a lot of pieces that make sense.
0: Yeah I mean I'll start off by saying that beverly is going to bring that energy for sure he's gonna he's gonna come to the team and make sure that every single player that's out there on the hardwood floor at that given moment is gonna give their 110 percent effort they're gonna have the confidence that is just unraveling and overwhelming to the up uh, to the opponent he's gonna bring that that positive mindset for players on the Lakers squad to go out there and win every single game, you know. So that that's the good thing about it. But when it comes to what we saw from the Lakers last season and how they didn't make the playoffs, like first time LeBron doesn't make the playoffs in psh, I don't know how long, but it's been a long time, you know. Uh dude, man, I don't think that Beverly's going to be the answer to anything. I think they got to make way more moves. Um it's going to be tough having uh, Russell Westbrook out there and then Beverly at the same time, you know, two players that really can't shoot like that, two players that have high intensity. They like to drive it in and stuff. They like to, to create for others, but who's going to shoot the ball? Who's going to score points? It can't be Anthony Davis and LeBron all the time. No, you got to get some pieces around them to, to settle that squad and to get them into playoff formation, you know?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you trade for... Lonnie Walker, um, trade for, I mean, you know, AD and LeBron are at the moment are at the point in their career where, and well, it's Westbrook cause they're all OG vets. They're, they're at the point where they just, I feel like have to worry about their day-to-day game more so than, uh, they did in their younger years. Cause those guys are of such, you know, talent and high standards where they didn't really have to think about, um, you know, showing up themselves and they had, they were able to uh, facilitate their, uh, you know, just th- their game uh, in ways that could help others and and raise the other, raise the other players level of, uh, you know, play. But now in an older age, they got to worry about themselves more and more on a day to day. I mean, Anthony Davis hasn't been able to stay healthy for an entire season in several years. And that with the Lakers, the storyline is always the same. It always is going to fall on Anthony Davis's, health and his level of play and the jury is out on him as far as you know him getting back to uh that all pro all you know all nba level top five player in the league uh status that we saw him in his first season with uh with la and his days in uh new orleans now I, I do think that there are you know still some moves to be made you uh you look at the potential buyout market you got a guy like eric gordon from houston that could potentially be in the works uh, but they don't have a lot of pieces to uh, to trade away as far as, uh, you know, blue chip young uh, caliber players that could entice a, a team to, you know, do business with the Lakers. And I just feel like they are, as of right now, a team that is destined for a play-in tournament or maybe, you know, they could make a five, six seed run or something like that. But I do not see this Laker team as a top five Team in a very loaded Western Conference. All those teams at the top. You talk about the Dallas Mavericks, the Phoenix Suns, the LA Clippers. They haven't beaten, I don't think, the Clippers in in almost two three years. And over the last thirty seven games, I believe that the Lakers and Clippers have played. They've won or they've lost uh, thirty two of those thirty seven uh, matchups. And I think I well. So here's the thing. I go back to a conversation that I saw on uh, Twitter. It was uh, making the rounds again, and it was a conversation between Pat Bev and Stephen A. And Pat Bev just straight up said if he was on that Lakers team as presently constructed, which it still is as presently constructed, they would have gone to the Western Conference Finals. And that is an (laughs) outlandish take, in my opinion. (laughs) But it just goes to show that Pat Bev is going to bring in a just outrageous level of confidence to this team and I think that is severely lacking because I think it does play and I think this played a big role in the year that Russell Westbrook had this past year I think that if you get on a team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James that you yourself are looking inward to hold yourself to the LeBron James standard, which is making the NBA finals every year. And I think that with it, guys that have never played with Brown before, um, and when a guy like Anthony Davis goes out, you're looked at as the next guy to step up. I just don't think that they handled that well by any stretch. You, it uh, ended with them missing the playoffs last year. And I just think that Pat Bev is going to bring that irrational sense of confidence to this team that it was severely lacking when Anthony Davis went down. And like I said, with Bron being at the age that he is, I just don't think that he is able to focus on his game and putting out uh, what I mean, almost thirty points per game and his you know usual eight assists, eight rebound numbers, uh, and still uh, facilitate the team, you know, coach up the team and you know bring that uh, bring that confidence and to to uh, team day in and day out. But I do think Pat Bev uh, does raise that uh, level of uh, confidence and level of play for the bench.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. No, and remember the first thing that LeBron said when Anthony Davis got to L.A. He was like, this is going to be his team. We're going to run the offense through him. Because LeBron knew he's getting older. He can't be uh, going up into that pain, making every single layup, doing every single post move and try to make a fade away, pull up from three, um, uh, take a fast break down every single play. Like he, he can't do that anymore like he used to back when he was 26, 27, 28 in his prime years. So Anthony Davis coming in, he's like, you know, he's the same age when I was dominating the league and all of this. So he could do the same thing. And he's 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 more of a stretch five than anything. So he could play. He could get more defensive plays than anything. But obviously the offense, they wanted it to run through him. Now, all the injuries came about and all this stuff. So LeBron had to had to take the throne for a little while while. Anthony Davis as well, and he still averaged 30 points per game last season. He still did his thing, but like you said, it's not going to be enough. They need some more pieces around, and especially some three-point shooters. If LeBron's going to drive in or AD's working on the post, they're working that inside the paint, and they dish it out to some players that can knock it down like it's no tomorrow. Dude, Like that's that's what they're going to need. They're going to need that.
1: No doubt. And it, it, it all comes down to Anthony Davis's health. I do believe that the length of this injury will allow him to have, I, I think he's almost healthy. I think he's on track to start the season in the starting lineup. And this could give him that full off season that he really hasn't had since joining the Lakers uh, in order to get back to what Anthony Davis is capable of. And that is a top five player in this league, no doubt. I do love the what I don't know if they traded or signed uh, Thomas Bryant from the Washington Wizards.
0: Yeah, he signed. is
1: a just a stereotypical center. And I do believe that that is something that this Lakers team has severely lacked uh, in terms of paint presence, especially when Anthony Davis goes out. But when Anthony Davis is still there, Anthony Davis has been outright. Admitting that he does not want to play the role of the five, he doesn't want to bang down low with all those other centers, the likes of uh, Joel Embiid and Jokic and uh and Giannis, even. And I do believe that Thomas Bryant can alleviate some of that stress that AD would be putting on his body if he was to be banging uh, down low. Now, I again it comes back to health, and I do believe that Russell Westbrook is going to have a better year if he is to remain on this squad because. When he was in, he was in Washington. I mean, he was almost putting up triple doubles. I I I don't know if did he average a triple double that uh, last year in Washington? I think he might have.
0: To be honest, Um, the first half of the season he didn't play up to par, but then when when after All Star break, that's when he started ramping it up, and then him and Bradley Beal snuck the the Wizards into the play in tournament. That's right. that was only two. Oh, I'm years sorry. Ago. They they didn't they didn't lose. No, no, no. They went on to play the 76ers and then they lost uh, in five games.
1: That's right. And I mean that was only two years ago or two seasons ago. And Russ does have that uh, does have that in him for sure. I believe, and because it's not like you're going to see a dramatic fall off uh, in terms of his in terms of his level of play because he hasn't been really injured for uh, for that stretch. I I just think that it was a a psychological thing with him that he almost had the yips to some degree because you have all this pressure with anthony davis being out and everybody looks at russell westbrook now as the guy who has to alleviate some of the stress that lebron feels on a night in and night out basis and the la media was not kind to him the you know twitter world was not kind to him calling him westbrook you know all the all this slanderous comments that were made at uh, what russ's expense and I, th- I think that with a full off season with this squad now and hopefully AD is in there uh, practicing with everybody and building up that chemistry, I think that Russ can have a bounce back season. What that looks like in terms of numbers, I don't know. The jury is still out on if he can still put up that you know, 25 point, uh, almost 10 rebounds, 10 assists, Russell Westbrook that we are uh, so accustomed to seeing in from his uh, Washington days, his Houston days, and of course his uh, OKC days. Uh, but uh, like I said before, I, I think the the Pat Bev trade does make sense in terms of a uh, psychological uh, and team chemistry s- sense. Uh, but in terms of X's and O's and style of play, it does not fit with this Lakers team as currently constructed. And you got Bron signing the uh, two year extension, 97 mil, making him the highest paid player once again in the NBA in terms of guaranteed money and you look at the details of that he's got the no trade clause and i think that could be setting up for lebron to be that last chip that polinka if he still has the job by the end of his contract <laughs> uh because i hope he doesn't uh but it it puts uh puts lebron as like the last uh, possible trade chip uh that you could get to uh, reinvigorate that young uh, talent pool that the uh, Lakers do not have I mean the only really young guy that you could think of that comes to mind is uh, Austin Reeves and that's uh, that's bad news in terms of uh, having some young young uh, prospects and they're gonna start him. yeah yeah that's what I heard mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes we'll see how that yeah. goes I, I mean Drop what forty and uh and or I I think no it was Taylor Horton Tucker that dropped forty in some game against the Nuggets towards the end of the season but I think Austin Reeves had a triple double but they were yeah. playing against you know Bones Highland and uh, Marcus Dupree they were so,
0: playing against the bench yeah we don't say <laughs> basically <laughs> but yeah man I mean LeBron is out here thinking that the Lakers are still gonna have a chance or he's just securing that bag because we know LeBron he gonna secure the bag Absolutely. like you said he signed that two year. Man. 97.1 million dollar extension which includes a player option for the 2024-25 20, season. Um, and that will set him up for when his son Bronny James comes into the league. Now, we know LeBron's a businessman. We know LeBron's a fucking smart guy. Uh, you think he's setting himself up so he could play with his son in the Lakers or on another team? Or you think he'll jump to another team wherever his team's at, wherever his son is at? I'm sorry. Like, what do you think the situation is going to happen there on that last uh, year, that last player option year when Bronny comes? Up?
1: I don't know if he's made any comments since he originally uh, discussed the notion of playing with Bronny. Uh, but Bron said that wherever he plays, he's going to go. Uh, now, you look at the talent level of a brownie james uh versus the notoriety in terms of his name and a big conversation comes up uh amongst i guess those teams i don't know if he i don't know if name alone is going to get him in the lottery that's the thing i i he's what a six three combo guard i I mean he can bang down low that's for sure i see a bunch of highlights of him absorbing contact and finishing at the rim um he had that one poster of uh some poor sap in France when he uh, just absolutely dunked him through the earth, which was fun to see. You uh, had, uh, had a son, had Bronson son Bryce uh, getting some headlines because of his uh, dramatic growth spurt. And then Ronnie uh, sees those headlines once again, by showing out uh, overseas. Um, but I, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how much his name uh, allows him to jump ahead in the draft. Now, Does that does that mean that a lottery team like, you know, Orlando Magic or an Oklahoma City Thunder or a Houston Rockets will take a chance on Bronny in the in the uh, in the lottery portion of the draft in order to get LeBron James in town? Uh, that, that's of course going to boost up uh, ticket revenue. It's going to boost up you know, merchandise sales. It's going to boost up the entire value of your franchise. So that alone, <laughs> ten times the amount. Absolutely, that is something to consider for sure. Now, with his or, or with Bronny being just a, a mid mid tier, uh, I mean, I shouldn't even say mid tier. I mean, he's still a he's still a great NBA prospect in terms of his size and his playing style, but. Will the Lakers be in that uh, in that market for a top fifteen pick because of how their roster is presently constructed? That is also a very likely possibility. So I don't think Braun is really pushing the agenda in terms of getting the Lakers into title contention uh, as of right now. I I do believe that they are a potentially a top six team in the Western Conference if LeBron and Anthony Davis stay healthy for a full season, but that is a, a very lofty expectation for for this squad just because of their immediate history. and it'll be it'll be interesting to see because I, I like I said before, I think that he's setting up uh, LeBron is setting himself up to be that last potential trade chip for the Lakers to uh, completely press that uh, reset button and move on into the future without uh, LeBron. What that means for Anthony Davis is also yet to be seen. Uh, but definitely, I, I do think that LeBron does have his uh, intentions set on playing with Bronny uh, when he does become eligible in that 2024 season where that is, we shall see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just answer uh, the question, too. I agree with you. I think that he is going to try and play with Bronny with his son because he said it publicly and I'm pretty sure his mind has not changed on that now just pushing the Bronny agenda for now right i know you said that he uh when it comes to size and shape, he's uh a uh, mid uh level or no he's still top prospect yeah you you changed it. He's still top prospect 63 uh, he's probably like like 205 right now maybe around there um uh he could he, he could drive it into the paint he could shoot he's fast for sure but the main thing that i want to say about Bronny and I feel like most people should know this, but they probably don't because they probably don't watch as much as uh, as much as he plays is the IQ level. Everyone knows that LeBron James is the highest one of the highest IQs in NBA for sure when it comes to basketball IQ everything else. Obviously, we can't speak on that because we don't hang out with the guy. But when it comes to basketball, we know what we see on the court and this guy has crazy vision crazy iq when it comes to uh uh, to basketball so i think that trickles down to his son i'm pretty sure him and his son study every day they look at things that they want to look at obviously it comes with the effort that Bronny wants to put into it because as a father you don't want to be like yo you're gonna do this you're gonna do that no you're gonna be like no you do what you want and i'm sure Bronny wants to make it to the nba and make a name for himself so i think his iq is going to be up there I think that's what's going to put him at the forefront of the lottery his IQ just alone yeah his size and everything I think he's gonna he's gonna grow a little more you see Bryce at six six I think he's gonna grow a little more I think he's gonna get a little bigger too. he's gonna train well imagine LeBron puts a million dollars into his body every single year you think he's not going to do this for his son (laughs) like I think I think the IQ level is what really is going to put him at the front of the pack when it when it comes for his. um, draft time because he's going to be studying a lot he's going to be taking advice from his pops like and he's going to be working with his brother too. so his brother's going to see some things that he don't see he's going to see something that his brother doesn't see. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of hard work when it comes to the mental aspect of it, so I think um that is going to put Bronny at the front and then when Bronny goes to the front because of that and then like you said oh we have a chance to get Bronny, and we heard lebron wants to team up with his son so that means that we get two picks in the lottery basically <laughs> so imagine if you're the houston rockets the oklahoma city thunder uh orlando magic sacramento kings whatever you're in the you're in the front and you get to draft Bronny. I think you take that chance a hundred to, to one times, bro.
1: Absolutely. And it's going to, I think in the end, come down to what teams are willing to give up for a, what, I mean, what's LeBron going to be 39 at that yeah, <laughs> when he gets into the league. So it's going to be very interesting to see what a team is willing to give up for a LeBron James, who is that old and that, uh, that long in the tooth. And yeah. with, Bronny happened that as you mentioned that firsthand view of what his dad goes through on a day-to-day basis to stay as one of the most conditioned athletes of his time and For one of the 20 years exactly he's he's got the he's got the longevity he's got the he's got the stats to back it up that his method works i mean he was nearly leading the league in scoring last year at the age of 36 37 uh, I think that that is going to do massively for Bronny early in his career. Uh, it's already, you know, paying dividends for him at this level of his career in high school and AAU ball, and I, I think that that is going to allow him to weather the media storm that he's immediately going to face when entering the NBA because you got you're going to have people asking him to live up to this standard that his dad being the greatest player of all time set for him. And it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see how he takes that. But I I think that Mm -hmm. he is set up for success. No doubt. I think he has been, he's definitely taken some pointers from his old man in terms of his style of play and his uh, vision, his IQ, when it comes to the game of basketball. And he's, he's going to be, he's going to be an an interesting watch, a fun watch. I I don't know what kind of, what kind of, position he's going to have uh on, on court in, in the NBA? I mean, is he going to be a standard point guard because at his size currently, the 6'3", 205, that's a stereotypical point guard in today's NBA. So does he have the vision? Does he have the uh, ability to facilitate a uh, pro-style offense uh, in order to justify a team taking him in the top, top portion of the draft? Well, we'll see. Does he, is he a guy that uh, is able to come off the ball and still uh still produce at a high level uh because it looks like with uh, all of his highlights in high school and travel ball he does have the ball in his hand primarily uh mm-hmm. does, does that answer the question if he's going to be an nba level point guard no it doesn't because of who he's playing against at this present time uh so we'll see i mean with if he's able to get on the same team as lebron when he gets into the league lebron is going to be able to once again take him under his wing and show him the ropes um and it also comes down to comes down to the coaching of the team that he's drafted to, and the level of talent that uh, the team you know the team has uh, around him. And if you're getting drafted to one of those lottery teams in uh, in the NBA draft, it's going to be slim pickings in terms of the talent that you have uh, to surround uh, a Bronny James in the early portion of his career. How much uh, young talent will uh, the Lakers command? In terms of trade assets uh, to match a LeBron James uh, offer, uh, will will it be just draft picks? Will it be players included? We'll, we'll see. And it's going to be definitely a bidding war uh, when it comes to where the Lakers are going to be uh, sending LeBron whenever uh, whenever Bronny's drafted into the league.
0: Yeah, man, it's gonna it's gonna be for sure much to watch TV whenever Bronny comes into the league, and then LeBron decides what he's going to do but we'll wait to see for that we got two more years for that but right now you know do, do a little quick hitters on these next two uh so we could get into the main topic because i know it's going to be the nitty and gritty with that one yeah. so right now this morning it was um breaking news that chet home green the number over the number two overall pick to the oklahoma city thunder is going to miss the the whole season this year the 2023-2024 season due to a uh a, a ligament in his foot that was messed up and most likely it got messed up this past weekend in a seattle program where lebron was DeAndre murray pablo Bacaro and etc other players um, it's gonna be it's gonna be sad to not see him play, man. Because I think he was going to be a great prospect for the league. Seven footer that is out there playing like a guard. Obviously, if he puts on a little more weight, I think he'll be that much better. But he, it is what it is. He's skinny like that, and you know he still does work. He could shoot it behind the yard. He could he could post up, and he could get so many blocks on the defensive end too. He gets a bunch of rebounds. So it's gonna be a, a, a tough a tough season for OKC without him, but they still they still got some players that could probably like help help them get some wins. I don't think they'll make the playoffs at all, even with him playing. I don't think they would make the playoffs, but honestly, it's sad to see that you know, a rookie in his first year go down just like other rookies in the past. Greg Olden Ben yeah. Simmons. Yeah, et cetera. It's, it sucks to see that they won't be playing their first year, especially when a lot of people have high hopes for these players.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's it's unfortunate to hear the news that he's going to miss the entire season. I personally have not been a Chet Holmgren believer, and I still <laughs> feel for the guy. I, I still do. I was I was getting I was getting very excited to uh, see him show out in the NBA and see what he could actually do. Uh, I'm very very uh, happy that the Magic uh, chose Paolo uh, with that first pick. Not just because great uh, decision. Uh, Yeah, not because what I didn't believe uh, Chet was going to be, but, uh, I mean, it's solely because what I believe Paolo Banquero can be in this league. I I think that he can be a a top-10 player uh, in terms of his size. Rookie of the year
0: right there. I already put the bed down.
1: No doubt, no doubt. I mean, that's that's free money right there, baby. (laughs) In terms of his size, his facilitating, his shooting. I mean, he's been showing out in these pro-ams, and – It's unfortunate because you've got all these guys playing in these uh, pro-am tournaments. It's the most I've seen NBA players participating in these kind of games since the lockout year in 2014, uh, which is interesting. Um, I I
0: think it's uh, awesome to see, actually, but it just just sucks when it comes to something like this that you get injured. Obviously, we don't know where the injury came from. We don't know that for a fact, but, you know, all all fingers point to that it wasn't the pro-am.
1: Yeah, no. You can just as easily get hurt in in practice as a, as a pro. I mean, in the in the sport of basketball, you have to play. I mean, there, there's no there's no substitute for that. There's no substitute for five on five. Uh, you know, playing in terms of getting your conditioning up, uh, just mm-hmm. seeing what it's like as as a young guy to play against guys of a similar similar playing style as you. Um, and it's unfortunate. And you got a lot of guys like. Uh, like like Chet, you know, you you look at a uh, Kristaps Porzingis who spent multiple years out due to injury, and it's going to take a lot for a seven footer to rehab that kind of injury. Uh, we'll you know we'll see. And with uh, with the point that you made, if he is to add a little bit of weight to uh to his body to absorb that kind of the kind of contact that he's going to face in the NBA, it would be beneficial to him. But what does that mean in terms of his, his injury rehab and uh, it putting on you know some more weight? To uh, to to hold up in in a 82 game season does that stun his uh, stun his rehab does it uh, make the list Frank injury heal in not as strong of a way as uh, you know would if he was to stay at what you know probably one, 180 170 uh, playing weight that he's at uh, currently so we'll we'll see what that uh, what the future holds for uh, for old shit but hopefully he is able to make it back <laughs> and uh, and be a be a player in this league because that'd be fun to watch
0: yeah hopefully hopefully so this this next one um i'm gonna just run through it quick so we can get to the main topics i I really talk about that but kevin durant will be remaining with the brooklyn nets um not a huge surprise with uh the fact that the nets are asking for a whole body two arms legs and another three heads on one guy for kevin durant And if you don't understand that they're asking for way too much for Kevin Durant but obviously he's the type of player that you want to ask for that and then. Other teams that are looking to uh, acquire him are not going to give up their superstar talent, because they're like oh he's an injury risk he's like 34 years or 32 33 years old already like yeah he's one of the greatest players in the league right now, but. They're not going to do it. They're not going to pull the trigger. So he's, he will remain with the Nets with Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash still as of now.
1: <laughs> well, where where did where did this all get us? You know, we're, we're right back to square one. Yep. And you talk about him being an injury risk, the man's also a flight risk. You don't know if he's going to show up. It doesn't... These guys in the NBA, like, I'm going to sound like an old man here, but they want player empowerment and this... But, like, you still got to show up to work, bro. Like, I, I get why he <laughs> was frustrated with Kyrie because like if only there was something that Kyrie could do to fix his situation. Let's play the fucking game of basketball. That's to, like do what you're being paid to do. It doesn't like make any sense why these guys are, are you know are asking for so much empowerment with their with their situations and their contracts and everything, and then they're not willing to back it up once they receive it like it's it's just the same like unless you are unless you're an undefeated team with five you know all NBA players playing in your starting lineup it's like nobody's happy in their current situation it's the same thing with James Harden like he's been he's now on the Sixers but he got his way out of Brooklyn he got his way out of Houston and you know where are we at with uh with you know Philly we we don't know he didn't he didn't produce in uh, in the playoffs. The the Miami Heat exposed him. I, was it an injury? We don't know. But it's the same thing with KD, man. Like you you talk all this talk about how you want to be a star of the team, you want to be a leader of the team, but yet you don't lead by example at all. If if you're trying to lead a team and all the guys around you see that you're constantly asking to be off of the team, they're going to be checked out too. It's like what the fuck am I even showing up for this guy for? Like ass, it, it, you, you got to lead by example in this and you know in sports. And, and a guy like KD, I think, has lost a lot of credibility with this whole situation because he asked for Steve Nash to be the coach. He asked for Kyrie Irving uh, or to play with Kyrie Irving. And we get, they give him the situation, and he's still unhappy with it. And you, it just it, it's going to be very interesting to see if uh, this Nets team is still as presently constructed going into the season because I still think that there are a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to uh, what Kyrie and Kevin Durant are even thinking in this present moment.
0: Yeah, no, facts, facts. Well, now we're coming down to the last few minutes here, real quick, man, cuz <laughs> I just want to hear what you got to say. I'm not going to even comment on it, but basically Lamar Jackson has not gotten a contract extension from the Baltimore Ravens and he is still showing up to training camp. He's still showing up to the preseason games. He has not played in a preseason game though. Um Austin, you think that he will receive this extension before the season starts? And if he does, should he continue to be as loyal as he, as he is? Or you think he should try to make a move for himself? And if he wants to go to a different team, he'd go and do it. All right, listen.
1: Of course, my takes on this topic are going to come off as biased because I am a Baltimore Ravens flop gang fan through and through. I want... Lamar Jackson to stay in Baltimore it goes without saying every single Baltimore Ravens fan wants Lamar Jackson to stay in Baltimore because he is the truth he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL he has the chance to be the best quarterback in the NFL with the team as presently constructed I believe that it is set up for Lamar Jackson success he has the same type of team as presently constructed around him that he won a unanimous MVP with So I think that he wants to stay in Baltimore. I really Mm -hmm. do. He has commented multiple times to the media saying that he wants to stay in Baltimore. He wants to get a deal done. He's, he's negotiating the contract himself though. And I think that that is what a lot of mainstream media is failing to acknowledge in this situation. He's trying to get the best deal for himself. Mm -hmm. The Deshaun Watson deal he did who, who did, you know, that's a whole nother situation. He does not deserve it. We don't have, to, we put don't him have in time prison. for that. We
0: don't have time Put for him in
1: prison, but whatever. <laughs> put him in prison for the deal. Put him in prison for what he did. It, it threw a wrench into the Ravens' plans, for sure. I think that Lamar would have been completely comfortable with getting paid a a, a Kyler Murray-type deal with the amount of guaranteed money that he has. But when that Deshaun Watson deal came through and it said $230 million guaranteed, it threw a wrench into the Ravens' plans. I believe that Lamar is probably asking for like 250 million something like that. So, I think that the Ravens do not have the resources in this in this for this season to pay a guaranteed salary that Lamar Jackson is asking for. He's still getting paid 23 million dollars though this year. So, I think that he is perfectly willing to take that 230 mil, or that 23 million dollars to the bank this year and play on. I, I don't think that he is pressed to get this new deal done before the season starts. I think that he is perfectly confident in his playing style and the team that he has around him to to uh, understand that he is uh that he is that success is right there for like you can have a great season this year and command the amount of money that you're asking for next offseason. I believe that he 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 has said earlier this year when training camp got started that he doesn't feel that he's deserving of a contract extension because he hasn't done what he has set out to do with the Baltimore Ravens and that is win a Super Bowl. the The owner of the Ravens, the general manager of the Ravens, Eric DaCosta, have been and uh, Coach Harbaugh, of course, have been outright uh, and forthright in admitting that Lamar wants to stay. They want they want Lamar to stay. They can uh, envision Lamar winning multiple Super Bowls with this franchise, and I think that that is all still on the table. I, I think that once again the mainstream media is failing to acknowledge the fact that he is negotiating this contract for himself. I, I think that he sees the the, the massive flaw uh, that comes with having an agent in this day and age and with, uh, you know, professional athletes. And they, they see it as, uh, you know, those guys are working for the man. They don't want them to uh, receive the uh, type of benefits that they are worth uh, in their own eyes. And, you know, credit uh, to Lamar. Old school
0: mentality, bro.
1: 100%, credit to Lamar. For for rewriting that narrative, for setting a new precedent in terms of uh, player representation. Speaking
0: for himself,
1: yeah, because when because in the NFL especially, it's it's a it's a known fact that these owners and these general managers try to pull fast ones on these guys because they don't see them as long term investments, as long term assets uh, to the franchise. I mean, the, the running back market has been decimated uh, by this notion. You if you got guys that are signing these long term deals that can't stay healthy, and it ends up being a, a huge detriment to the franchise for the first couple of years of their, uh, of their deals. I mean, I'm sorry to say, but you got that Cowboys hat on Ezekiel Elliott has been, uh, you know, got, got them in a chokehold in terms of their salary cap. And I will
0: ever be faithful.
1: Listen, listen, Hey, I respect, Hey, I respect that hundred percent. I was there, uh, you know, on the front lines when my Ravens were five and 11 and losing six straight this past, uh, this past season in a year in 2015. Uh, but I, I think, like Aaron Rodgers said in his, uh, in his, you know, contract uh, situation with uh, the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> relax, relax. It's all going to be fine. If Lamar doesn't get an extension immediately, he's going to play out this season and we will re- reassess the market uh, coming uh, into next off season. I'm not worried.
0: No, you shouldn't be. I think he's going to play. I think um, they are going to give him the extension soon. I feel like in the next week or so.